What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. I'm Howard Bender, the GM Jim Bowden by my side. It's time for another MLB team breakdown. It's time for Front Office Insights. Today's action takes us over to the desert, to Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Finished last year, fourth place in the National League West, 74-88. and 88. Uh, But they seem to have some good stuff here on the horizon. Jim, let's start off with the Diamondbacks offseason. How'd that taste? Yeah, look, I, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks had a really good offseason, a very under-the-radar offseason is kind of how I viewed it. And I took the opposite side than most of the public in the Dalton Varsho trade. Most people looked at it as, oh, what a great pickup by the Toronto Blue Jays, and yeah, they like their side of it. I actually like the Arizona side of that trade better, Howard. Um, the headliner coming back in that trade, for Arizona was catcher Gabriel Moreno, who he's one of the top catching prospects in baseball and has a chance to be an impactful offensive middle of the order kind of bat when fully developed. And I think that was a really good pickup for them short and long term, really. Uh, they also got Lourdes Gurriel in that same deal with Varsho going the other way. I also like their deal. Uh, they picked up often injured, but very talented Kyle Lewis, former first round pick. They picked him up. From the Seattle Mariners in a deal for backup catcher Cooper Hummel. Again, I thought that was an Arizona favored deal. They also had a little bit of a, a splash in free agency. Uh, helped the bullpen out a little bit. Miguel Castro comes over on a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Scott McGuff gets a two-year, $7 million deal. Um, they also get Andrew Chafin for the back end of the uh, pen in a one-year, $6.25 million deal. They get some depth at third base. The veteran Evan Longoria comes over on a one-year, $4 million deal. And uh, yes, uh, Zach Davies is back with them on a one-year, $5 million deal. So they were aggressive this offseason. They made some, I thought, very good value moves. Um, I think Arizona is heading in the right direction. The direction has more to do about the youth uh, and building from within, but I think they're a step closer uh, to where they need to go. And look, this might be the year where they go from fourth to third place. Be nice to see them go from fourth to third place. I like the fact that the, they are trending in the proper direction. Let's look at them from a fantasy standpoint here. Let's go around the diamond right now. Behind the plate, they picked up Gabriel Moreno. They also have Carson Kelly backing him up. Christian Walker at first, Cattell Marte at second, Evan Longoria, the veteran. Uh, coming in at third, uh, Nick Ahmed remains at shortstop. Uh, you got a couple of sim- similar guys that you, uh, you you know what they're about and what they've done with the Diamondbacks. Paven Smith, Josh Rojas, and Geraldo Perdomo seem to be doing uh, a lot of the backup work. In the outfield, Lourdes Gurriel, uh, Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, and oh baby, we got a Rookie of the Year candidate in Corbin Carroll who's been locked up. For eight years at $111 million, Jim. Yeah, and you, you want the only players you lock up with that little of service time are future stars, right? So basically, the Diamondbacks gave Corbin Carroll a very similar contract to what the Atlanta Braves gave Ronald Acuna Jr. a few years back when they inked him to an eight-year $100 million deal. So, you know, for Corbin Carroll, it's it's $111 million to start with. There's escalators in there. If he wins the MVP or is an all-star or silver slugger or gold glove, that number goes up. But Carroll's got a chance to be a phenom in, in fantasy. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, this is a kid that should hit for average. He's going to hit home runs. He's arguably the fastest guy in baseball as well. So, you know, what's the potential? 20 home runs, 25 home runs, 30 steals, 40 steals, and a 300 batting average? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. 
probably ends up playing left field for them, but he's a true center fielder, so you can put him either position you want. Good makeup kid. The swing is short, compact, straight to the ball. Not a player that's probably going to have, um, you know, hit, hitting slumps because of how sound the mechanics are. But he's the headliner. There's no doubt on this team. The one guy you want on this team in fantasy, position player-wise, no doubt it's Carroll. They've got other guys that are interesting, though, right? Alec Thomas has some ceiling. Uh, didn't live up to it last year, but I think he'll be better the second time around. Jake McCarthy, the right fielder, gives him a lot of speed. Uh, which nowadays is important. So he's kind of a sleeper. And then you talked about the infield. You know, Christian Walker has certainly got some power. I don't know about Cattell Marte. You know, we all saw what he did in 2019. But remember, that was the year that baseball used a golf ball instead of a baseball. So I never look at 2019 stats with any kind of meaning whatsoever. I look at all the years around 2019 to kind of determine what a player is because that year was just an aberration for every hitter. Um uh, I like the player, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's ever going to live up to what we thought when he got the contract. Nick Odnett is healthy playing shortstop, not a good fantasy player, more of a reality player because he's a defensive player. I like Joe, Josh Rojas some, a little bit. You know, Could he be a sleeper? Yeah, maybe a little bit. He'll have Evan Longoria backing him up at third base, and Rojas qualifies at a few positions, which you like, second, third, middle infield, corner infield, as well as outfield, so... Having a guy like Rojas on the bench to take a chance on at the end of your draft, you know, could end up being a guy that pays you dividends. Is he going to start at third with Longoria backing him up? Or the As other of way now, around? that's what, it, what it's looking like. Longoria is not having a good spring at all. But again, we got a, we got a couple weeks left in, in the spring before final decisions are made. But right now, they're leaning towards Rojas over Longoria. They do have a guy on the bench who at this time last year was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, Diego Castillo. Unfortunately, that never panned out, and now he is here in Arizona. All right, so um, we we love Corbin Carroll. We like Christian Walker. Um, Jake McCarthy for stolen bases is a solid option. I'd like to see Lourdes Gurriel bounce back a little bit from uh, from from what he's done in, in recent times with injuries. So, but we'll just kind of wait and see. Pitching, Jim. Pitching. Here we go. Zach Gallen at the top. We like him. Merrill Kelly. Nice little innings eater. Madison Bumgarner. Zach Davies. Dre Jameson. And... <laughs> I love the sound effects. Um, so I love Gallen. I don't like him. I love him. I do. You know, the problem in fantasy is that he doesn't have the strikeouts of the elite guys, right? So when you start talking about what range do you like Gallon? You know, we talk about, say, Tristan McKenzie, or we talk about Logan Gilbert, but Gallon doesn't have the strikeouts that they have uh, or the potential for that. But he is like, I hate to say a poor man's Greg Maddox, but you know what? Gallon is capable of winning a Cy Young Award. Like, he's he's a guy that I think will get you wins. I think uh, quality starts, if you play in a quality starts league, I think he'll lower your ERA out there. Pretty consistent when he gets out there. Really knows how to pitch. Add, subtract. He'll work north, south, east, west. He can do all of that with late movement. So big fan of Gallon. You know, and Mel Kelly is a, is a guy that's kind of become a workhorse. You know, kind of a guy that's, you know, fallen and figured out his role. You know, double-digit wins provides some innings. So it depends on what kind of league you're in. But double-digit wins and, and some innings, I think, is something he brings to the table. Madison Bumgarner, I don't know what you're getting there. I won't have any part of that. Zach Davies just doesn't have the stuff for me uh, to go down that path. So in, in terms of the starters, Howard, it's Gallon for me. Maybe Kelly in the last round if you're desperate for starting pitching. 
Yeah, listen, I have uh, I've I've done some some drafts recently where I've grabbed Merrill Kelly uh, in the super late rounds just because of the innings eaters. You always you know you always need a guy like that to kind of throw in there. You know, your fourth, your fifth, your sixth starter uh, during the week, especially if you know if you're if you're looking to pick up a a cheap win here or there. Um, I I don't mind him. I I too love Zach Allen. Uh, and I will pass on everybody else. I'll probably pass on the bullpen as well, Jim. This one screams bullpen by committee. And I got to tell you, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good committee at all. Mark Melanson, Kevin Ginkle, Andrew Chafin, Joe Mantiply. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you're right on that. And I talked to Mike Hazen, the general manager of Arizona, asked him about the bullpen and his answer was like so many GMs today said it will all be about matchups. He's not sure they will have or designate a closer, and that uh, mirrors what manager Tori Lavello has told people as well. So I'm kind of with you on that. And if someone said, well, can you guess? I mean, look, I know Mark Melanson wants to close. Last year he didn't pitch well enough to keep that job. Uh, they did sign Andrew Chafin, who's got good stuff. But, I, again, I, I don't, I don't see – Anyone winning that job, unless Melanson has kind of a bounce back year and all of a sudden impresses, you know, he would have a shot to do it. But I'll I'll tell you this: there isn't a reliever on the Diamondbacks roster that I'm I would consider drafting at least to start the year. It's an organization that you'll watch uh, if you need to chase saves. You'll need, you'll need to watch the first few weeks of the season to see who's getting them. And if all of a sudden we find out it's Kevin Ginkle or it's Miguel Castro, then maybe on the waiver wire we can take a look. But that's kind of where it stands right now with the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. All right, you're throwing Miguel Castro and Kevin Ginkle as the two possibilities there. Uh, you know, With Melanson and Ginkle and Chafin. So gross. <laughs> Yeah. So gross. It let's is. uh let's 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 see. All right, so Corbin Carroll's coming up. He's well, he's coming up. He's gonna play this year. Uh the odds on favor to win the NL rookie of the year. What other prospects do they have on the horizon here, Jim? Anybody else who can make an impact this season? Not this season, Howard, so I, I have to clear that up, but the future, yeah. They got two of the most impactful prospects in baseball. In fact, um, I'll go right there right now with Jordan Lawler, who the year he was drafted a couple of years ago, he was number one on my board. That was the year that Davis was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates with the first overall pick, the catcher. Uh, I, I had Lawler there. I, I love this kid. He's smart. He learns, adjusts. Tools are off the charts. This kid's going to be a special shortstop. I absolutely love him. I, I can't, I can't – uh, I can't laud more compliments towards him. He's going to be a star in fantasy. If I'm in dynasty, I'm all over him. Uh, Drew Jones is the son of Andrew Jones. Um, Drew Jones has, uh, like his dad, a tremendous defensive center fielder, uh, has good power, can run, and the hit tool, like his dad, actually, will determine how great he is. Uh, He went second that year in the draft uh, when Jackson Holiday went first to Baltimore. But he's a star in the making. So Jones and Lawler are two superstars that they'll, they'll eventually have with Carroll. And they'll be the, the, the triangle of the three superstars for Arizona when they're ready to contend. They do have a couple of pitching prospects I'll be watching. Uh, Brandon Fatt, uh, a right-hander, and Blake Walston, a left-hander. A couple of pitchers that I will continue to monitor and see how they progress in the minor league. So I have an eyeball on each of them without any promises. All right. By the way, folks, that's Brandon Fatt with a PF. Just so everybody knows, don't want anybody to, uh, you know, miss out on a uh, on a on a decent dynasty 
possibility here, especially if you are uh, if you're if you're looking to pick up a brand new dynasty league this season. Um, all right, so we've covered the the uh, the, the pl- position players, we've covered the pitching, we've covered the prospects, Jim. Um, let me ask you, the front office is it going to you know if 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 we see uh, the Dimebacks? I mean, well, I, I guess you don't you don't have much confidence in them coming near a, a wild card spot. Uh, if that's the case, uh, would they unload some of these guys like a Ketel Marte or a Lourdes Gurriel? Uh, you know, or, or I was going to say Evan Longoria, but I'm sure you probably can't get a bag of baseballs and some rubbing mud for him at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Arizona's hoping to be relevant and win more than they lose. I view, you know, I view this division as the Padres and the Dodgers at the top, and then I kind of view Arizona and San Francisco fighting for third and fourth in this division. And I think in terms of what the front office will do, they're not going to trade their top prospects, any of them, even if they were to be a surprise contender, they're not going to trade any of them to get a piece. But I think to your point, and I think it's a valid one, if in fact they get to the end of July and they're not in the race, if they had an opportunity to add more pieces, would they shop a Marte or a Gurriel or a Christian Walker or a Zach Davies or a Merrill Kelly? The answer to that would be yes. I don't think there's any question that, they're going to keep this building process going. It's like, you know, they weren't looking to move Dalton Varsho, but they had an opportunity to get Gabriel Moreno. They had a chance to get a guy with, with very little service time that they control for six years, an impactful young player. So if they could trade a Gurriel or a Marte to get another young player like a Moreno, that is something that uh, GM Mike Kazin certainly would have interest in doing. All right. Well, let's wrap up the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, front office insights. With the way we always do it, one sleeper, one bust. All right. Well, I I would have uh, a month ago used Corbin Carroll as my sleeper, but I can't do that now because the whole world has driven his ADP skyrocketed aboard. So that's not a sleeper anymore. So I'll go with backup uh, catcher Gabriel Moreno. Look, I, I don't think it's any question that um, that Carson Kelly is going to start the year as the number one catcher in Arizona. <clears throat> I think by the time you get to the All Star break. Gabriel Moreno will be the catcher, and he will be a good offensive catcher and a good fantasy catcher. You know, there's not a lot of great catchers, right, in fantasy. You know, we love J.T. Romuto or Adley Rutschman or Will Smith or Salvador Perez. But, you know, after that, it, it does it does kind of separate, right? Well, Moreno's got a, got a chance, like M.J. Melendez of the Royals, to end up uh, hitting themselves into being a significant you know, catcher in fantasy Moreno. I'll use him as my sleeper in terms of bust. We mentioned it before. And I look, I really like this player in 2019. Uh, and that is Cattell Marte. He got the contract. I thought it was a good contract. And I thought we we're going to have a guy with power and a guy that was going to steal bases. That's not the player we've gotten. And I'm just afraid that a lot of people are dreaming that he's going to come back and be the guy that he was a few years ago. I just don't think that's going to be the case. And I think people that draft him thinking he could be, I think they're going to find out he's a bust. All right. Well, poor Todd Zola is now going to sit into a, in a sink into a fit of depression. He's always been a big Ketel Marte fan. But there you go, folks. That's going to do it for us here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. As always, we thank you for, uh, for, for joining us here for more front office insights as part of our Fantasy Alarm free MLB draft guide. And if you want to listen to these, you can rewind on the SXM app and you can uh, and you can search for Fantasy Alarm and they'll be there. You can also find them in the Fantasy Alarm MLB draft guide. 
Uh, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, more Fantasy Baseball with Fantasy Alarm, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio.